Speaking of that, let's go back to Houston, Texas. Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com team. Complete coverage. Walking it up to kick off tonight during the game, after the game at the Wolverine.com. He joins us. And we had Ballas on a couple hours ago. What's the latest on the weather in Houston? He said it was supposed to get ugly. Yeah, there's a chance of that. They uh, have some tornado watches in effect. It seems like through 9 o'clock local time. So that would certainly take us somewhere into the third quarter of this game. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I've heard some people say whatever severe weather's on the way may buzz just above Houston, but um, we'll see. It's an indoor facility. I yeah. assume if things don't get too severe, that uh, this thing is going to go on without a hitch tonight. Yeah, that's what Bells were talking about. That, and it is indoors. I, I get that, but uh, I lived in Texas. That weather can get crazy. Texas, Oklahoma, I lived back-to-back there for like five years. It was nuts. And it is usually in the winter fall when temperatures change so quick that you go get tornadic activity but away from the weather uh, as we get closer to kickoff now and we're looking at about you know three hours give or take uh, on kickoff less than three hours uh, your thoughts on what Michigan needs to do and what you think they will do tonight against Washington yeah well I think first and foremost obviously Michael Penix and that passing offense is, is the focus of this game and I think Michigan knows it could be in for a bit of a, I won't say a shootout, but there are going to be plays where you get pressure and they make a play. There's going to be plays where you have it covered as perfectly as textbook as it can possibly be. And Michael Penix, Romo Dunze, those guys will make a play. You got to line back up and you got to be able to not let one mistake or one bad snap or one lost snap turn into two in a row or three in a row. That's going to be huge. Uh, I talked to Jesse Minner on Saturday and, Listen, I mean, they're, they're not coming to this game expecting to pitch a shutout. Uh, every stop they get, whether it be getting off the field on third down, forcing a punt, forcing a field goal when Washington's putting a drive together, those are wins, and those are wins they're going to try and stack. So, again, it, it, it's good on good. It's a lead on the lead. Um, I really do think the best defense that Michigan can play in this game is going to be that ball control offense, going on those six, seven-minute drives, finishing those with touchdowns, you know, owning the line of scrimmage, which I think they have a shot to do on both sides of the ball in this game. So for me, I mean, it's, um, you know, I think a lot of the national pundits have kind of put this Washington pass passing game up there with what Joe Burrow had with, you know, Justin Jefferson and, and all those guys a few years ago. It's not quite that, but uh, they're the number one passing offense in the country for a reason. Uh, and I think if you're Michigan, first and foremost, uh, got to take care of your business on the defensive end as best you can. But, the offense limiting those possessions, I think, is, is huge in this game. Bring a lot of pressure. Uh, that's all I would say. You can't let, you know, sit back. I I, I just bring some heat, uh, let it rip with the linebackers, walking up a safety, uh, get him out of his comfort zone, and Michigan should be able to control things because I believe, you know, if I'm sitting back and I'm hardball and I'm Sharon Moore, I really want to eat some clock when we have the football by pounding it on the ground. Yeah, I think the run game is, you know, again, I'm not in charge. Obviously, I'm not in the profession. I'm not in charge of putting their game script together. But if I was, that early game script would feature a heavy dose of Blake Corum. Now, I assume that Washington is going to want to load up the box and make J.J. McCarthy beat them, which could be a recipe for disaster for them, too, because they do have the nation's 120-ranked pass defense. So I really do think if Michigan plays well up front, if it's able to – move the chains, if it's able to, you know, win those short yardage third down situations, 
I really do think as long as they take care of the football, I think they can get just about whatever they want on offense in this game. And that's what you're going to need to do, especially if your defense doesn't quite have its fastball and you do have to keep up in a shootout. So, again, I think that Michigan's offense is the key to this game. Michigan's defense just needs to do its part. Uh, get off the field on third down, force a turnover in a key situation, force a field goal in a key situation. And if you're able to stack all those things, then um, maize and blue confetti might be falling tonight. Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com joining us from Houston, Texas, getting set for Michigan and Washington tonight, uh, the college Washington, the college football playoff national championship game. So three years in a row in the college football playoff. They finally win the semifinal. They knock out Saban and Alabama. Is this team built to continue that run or not that this is it, but and with that schedule next year, but with the expanded 12-team playoff, it creates some different answers possibly here. Anthony, but is Michigan built to be a national championship contender again a year from now? Well, it's hard to say. I think right now, uh, are they built to do that tonight? Absolutely. Uh, I think that that is, that is I mean, you got, you got to cap this off. You have to finish it off because we don't know what the future looks like. You could have a different head coach five, six, seven, ten days from now. You could be looking for a new quarterback. You could have to backfill some guys via the portal. We don't know what that future looks like. Um, the only thing for Michigan that uh, you know can, you can really project is that they are favored in this game tonight. Like We always ask, if not now, when? And that's what we said last year. Um, we're saying that again this year. Obviously, you know they take care of Alabama in the Rose Bowl. you got to take the bird in hand when it presents itself because that could be, you know, going out and winning this national championship tonight really could play a huge role in setting up whatever the future looks like um because as we've said you know against the backdrop of 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 a lot of the other stuff going on um the future is uncertain and winning does feel like it's been the glue that's held this thing together so going out on a positive note for this group and this era of the program is is paramount because i think that does set up a lot of what comes next yeah, and what comes next uh, and the timing of it having all the national media attention Michigan did announce that they are ramping up and taking their NIL program to the next level. That's something that maybe is in line to keeping Harbaugh around and keeping Michigan championship-level competitive. Your thoughts on that announcement here over the past week? Well, it's a, it's a step in the right direction. And, you know, I think, um, you know, we know those guys at the collective. They're doing a great job in, in kind of crowdfunding this whole thing. But... I think the next step is being a little more proactive in it and, and not, you know, not opening a crowdfunding campaign two days before the national title game. Like it has to be constant. It has to be the messaging I think can be better across the board for, for everyone involved in NIL. And I think that when it comes to athletic department leadership, a lot of these donors need to know what's needed and where their money is going because the people in charge haven't really been able to give them firm answers on that a lot. Um, you know, it, it, there there's a prominent you know there are prominent donors that when approached about Michigan's NIL being in dire straits, they're kind of saying, well, no one's told us that it's in dire straits. So, to me, it's uh, the the communication needs to be better, the messaging needs to be better. But you know, this doesn't have to be like what happened. What's happening tonight? What's happened over the last three years? That does this doesn't have to be you know a three year run in the history of Michigan football. There's no reason that moving forward in that 12 team playoff. You can be a factor in it year in and year out. And, and 
that's going to take a heavy lift on the recruiting trail, obviously with NIL. But if you're if you're someone who has a vested interest and deep pockets in this program, it's time to step up because this is where this is what college sports is now. Like it or not, the toothpaste is out of the tube, and um, in order for success to continue, you have to invest in success. And I think that's something that is still sort of being worked on. Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com joining us from Houston, getting set for tonight's college football playoff national championship game with Washington and Michigan. You mentioned the expanded playoff. If you would have went by this year's top 12 just in the last rankings, you, you could be a three-loss team and get into the playoff starting next year. Yeah, you absolutely could. And that, you know, it, when people say, oh, it devalues the regular season, no, it means that your season's not done if you lose you know, two games, three games, whatever it winds up being. Like, you're still in it, and that's good for college football. More games that have those types of stakes and less games that are the Pop-Tarts Bowl where the only appeal is that, you know, a mascot is going to be devoured on live TV. That's good for the sport. It is. It's good for the players. It's good for the level of competition. Uh, it's good for everyone. So having more games that matter doesn't devalue the 12 games that are on your schedule. It actually makes them more important because – Next week is an opportunity to improve your resume if you're coming off of a loss. So uh, I, I've never bought the argument that it devalues the regular season. I think it, it adds even more value to it. Anthony, before I let you go, as you guys get set to witness what could be a historic Monday night for Michigan football, what's your prediction on the final score? Uh, the staff prediction I submitted this week had Michigan 41, uh, Washington 27. I think when you look at the archetype of, of the type of game this could wind up being, I think it is a lot like that 2021 Ohio State game where you know C.J. Stroud threw for, I think, 394 yards and three touchdowns that day, but uh, Michigan was able to make them one-dimensional. They were able to close out their drives with touchdowns, and uh, they kind of hammered them in the second half. So um, that's where I'm at. I think that uh, Maze and Blue Confetti will fall tonight. Anthony, enjoy the game. Great job with you and Chris Ballas and Clayton Safey, Johnny Borden, Doug Skeen, who will join us in our next segment. Total team coverage on Michigan's run to the national championship game. Should be cool to be there and watch it. Well, thank you guys, and thank you for your support of us uh, throughout the football season.